You are listening to the Inspiring Stewards podcast, where we talk to ordinary stewards through whom God is doing extraordinary things. Many of you have had the chance to see the recently released video highlighting the impact of Palmful of Maize. Well, today we are blessed to bring you an interview with Reverend Bishop John Masawaya, the country director of Palmful of Maize in Malawi, Africa. I know you will be inspired by the time I was blessed to share with this dear brother. Once again, my name is Nathan Jones, and I want to thank you for joining me on this episode 15 of the Inspiring Stewards podcast. Well, John, thank you again for taking time to be with me. I'm so glad to jump into your story and hear about all the work that you're involved in. But give us some background on your life. Where where are you from? Tell us about your family growing up. I'm John Msoya. You can say that I'm the firstborn son of um, Dr. Simon Msoya, who is uh, the founder of the church called Christian Love. Is also the president of the church itself. We are originally from uh, Kalonga, part of uh, north of Malawi. Uh, born in Kalonga, yes, but uh, grown up in the city of Muzuzu, the only city in the northern region that we have here in Malawi. I've grown up there, became the leader of STAM, a co-founder with the a co-founder Jim Yang, who is a, who was a missionary in Malawi to, from 2003 up to 2017-18. Yeah, he stayed here for 17 years. Then he went back to New Zealand. He left me back home doing the work, continued doing the work up to today. So that's my background, originally from Malawi, grown up in a, in a Christianity community because of my daddy being a pastor, pastoring churches, leading the ministry, uh, with that passion of doing the work of God. How in that growing up in a home with a pastor for a father, how did you come to a personal relationship with Jesus? It was something that when my childhood growing up, it was something that was somehow not so hard. It became hard because it's like he, I started staying with my dad when I was around 12, if not 13 it's like I've been with my grandmother, my grandfather on my childhood, being raised up with grandmothers because it was like I, w- I was born when they were at school. So I had that chance to be brought up with my grandmothers. So that when the time came, my dad got born again and started the ministry. I joined the family. But it was so tough because it's like I was also growing up with the stepmother, such kind of a life. It didn't go well with me when I reached some teenagers. I was like so involved. I joined bad companies. Then around 2021, it's when I got born again. By then, I remember properly when I made my decision. That was in 2001. I said, no, I can't go on with this thing. Somebody who already knows the word of God, grown up in a Christianity family, to make a decision, it wasn't hard. I was in a conference, youth conference, where I heard somebody preaching. Right away there, I made a decision, no, I can't continue living the way I'm living. From there, I have been somebody who has been in the church, helping here and there, supporting my dad, until the time when I became a pastor myself, pastoring a church. 
I remember my first experience of having a church, planting a church in the district called Kasungu. That's where I got a lot of experience on how to go on with the church planting. That's a bit of how I've gone through with uh, my grown up. Wow. So that was yeah. at a critical time in your life. What a um, powerful story. So yeah. um, that changed the trajectory of your life. Uh, what what impact did that have in your life at that critical age in your early 20s? Uh, what, what did you start to notice about your life? It helped me that I should know what is real life of what I've gone through in my childhood and also on my youth time when I turned to Christ. It was so good that I experienced some of the stuff that the youth they go through. Then later on, it helped me when I became born again that I can also approach and assist my fellow youths who have indulged themselves into mad practices that I've been practicing. It really helped me. You know, experience helps a lot. When you have experience on something, you handle issues, you handle people in a good manner. So with my growing up, in my father's family being a pastor, I was like somebody who had the word of God in me, but it was an issue that maybe now it became a time that maybe I can utilize what I've been taught when I was like growing up as a young person in the family, which is a Christianity family. So my father being a pastor, it has really helped me. He has contributed to my life. Also at the same time, my lifestyle, the way it has been, it has also contributed for me to penetrate properly. But the other thing which I have learned also, myself being somebody who has grown up with stepmothers, it has taught me and my spirit and mission has been so committed to children's work. Because I look onto some children who are going through such kind of a time that I went through stepmothers, step-grandmothers, all such kind of stuff that I've gone through. They have taught me that I have to put a heart on the children who are really struggling in life. That's why the whole life of mine, although I'm a pastor, but I commit myself into children work. That's wonderful. Let's jump ahead to today. Tell us about how the Lord has you involved in, you know, specifically this work of Palm Full of May. So many of those listening have seen the video, some have not. So give us an overview of, of that vision and, and your leadership in Malawi. Uh, the Pamphlet of Maze, we call it a vision. Uh, others, they say project, but to us, we call it a vision. Because a vision is something which stays until, until. But a project has got a limited time of learning it. So because of that, it's something which to me, when I look on the ground, how things are happening back in Malawi, as somebody who has been doing the children's work with the Sunday School Teachers United Movement, with the structure which we have on the ground, uh, with the connection that we have this everything, with the Sunday school teachers and children, churches, traditional authorities that we are involved in in our country. It was something that when it came, it was when we were debating with Gary, I remember though that day, it was looking so tough that this thing can't be implemented because the one challenge which was there was that who did the people give? Because it's like people that are more into receiving than giving. So when we are debating with Gary that we should go, we should start this thing, we should start this initiative, it was somehow like debatable in my head because I could see the challenge on the ground that I don't think people can give because they are waiting for us to give to them. Later on, 
I said, God, let's keep a trial to this thing. Because I was looking onto mindset change of people. That if people, they can start giving, it means the mindset change is done. Then later on, we had to push for it. I called for my district coordinators in the central region and the northern region. I met them for the first meeting. I challenged Gary that I have to meet these people and challenge them. I saw the, a good welcome onto it. Some changes were there a bit, but uh, mostly I saw people saying, with our structure of STEM, we can do it. Tell GTP, tell Gary that this thing is possible. That gave me courage. I said the first thing now is to engage ourselves into a movement of training people into the pamphlet of maze, but teaching them on mindset change. Then Gary gave me some clip from India. After that clip, he said, we can come in with some training. When he came with the training, I said, the training is good. If we take this material on the ground, I think this will add something on it. After having a training with the GTP and the Generosity Church, after having that one, we tried in Salima. The people received with that joy, and they were so excited that this thing is possible. So people were like, only a palm, we can manage it. It's possible. So we did some training. But I was so like so touched when I saw that children, they were saying that it's possible, and they were contributing, they have been contributing this year. I saw Sunday school teachers doing the same. I saw even traditional authorities. You know, this is Africa. People respect uh, the traditional authorities. If you are doing something and traditional authorities are into it, it means you have made an impact. It's not an easy thing. So the powerful of maize is something which we have committed only in 12 districts, but it has been something that is so motivating and people, they are looking into it that we can do better than the way we have done this year. So as you've observed this uh, rolling out across the country, and, and as you mentioned in India, was part mm. of the inspiration, what transformation has to happen in somebody's heart to move from being receiving focused to being giving focused? The first thing there, I can talk about the mindset change. If somebody turned from receiving into giving it means that person has really understand there is a transformation that has taken place in his heart after receiving some teaching that we have taught them after hearing some stories that we have done in other districts you could see somebody testifying himself that no i'm a changed person even traditional authorities themselves pastors themselves saying no this is not only helping children it is also helping us i was doing so 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 I was not a good giver, but now I'm somebody who I'm geared to give more than what I can give because it's like not about giving a lot, but it's about giving what I have. We have seen that churches, they are testifying, uh, the children and some parents who are involved into this, they are into giving now. It means their spirituality is really dealt in a different way in terms of giving. We have touched the part of are giving on to them. Some, they have joined some churches. Uh, we have those testimonies. Some have joined churches after seeing their children, even themselves, giving toward the church. For learning those lessons, they say, no, I have to start penetrating doing the church work. And uh, the other thing that it has brought to a thinking of a mindset change of bringing people together that they can do things together. They can also do 
with that maybe donation from overseas. This is what I always say. The pamphlet of maize is an, a vision which we want to set a model of other countries or other NGOs. We can implement such kind of a vision which other countries and other organizations can see that we can manage to do a project with a vision within our country and have some resources and fund itself within the nation locally than depending from overseas. You, you see that people, they are eager to say that we can do this without depending from somewhere. We can do ourselves by contributing what we have. We can do some other things like maybe we set up a good example of saying that supporting the government hospitals, they are struggling in terms of beds, mattress, food, stuff. You see, we have a number of maids. I had another district was saying that oh, our maids that we have about 50 something bags, we are going to donate to the government hospital because they are struggling with food that side. Such kind of things, you see that the community, not only an individual, but the community is becoming knowing that they have got responsibility to support the government in terms of development. They have got responsibility to do something that the government is doing to support another angle. So it's not about the Christian perspective, but this is a holistic way, the way we have done it. What a, what a beautiful picture of, of how the church can bless a community as living out that abundant view of God and, and asking themselves, what, what do we have that we can steward? So thinking of that idea of stewardship, you know, it's obvious with Pomflo Mays, the role that stewardship plays, but what, given that this is the Inspiring Stewards podcast, John, what additional thoughts would you share on how this concept of stewardship is informing your life and what you're seeing? Up to today, uh, I'm somebody who thinks that I haven't done much yet on the stewardship. Because uh, when I look onto the the challenges that the world is going through, the failure maybe on the the board of class to reach, totally reach the children in terms of like in a holistic biblical approach, transformation. Most of the Christian setup or maybe the kingdom of God in our churches whatsoever, we are not into children's work. We are not so seriously into children's work. Because my understanding is that when the Israelites were going to Canaan, it was an issue that God was dealing with generation. When you did from Genesis going up, you see that God was so focused onto generation. It's like if you want a change, our thinking has to be that principle of the Bible that we have to look, focus and look onto young generation. If we look at the generation and transform the generation, things will change. But this world nowadays is so seriously onto youth, so seriously onto uh, women. So the most focused area where I look onto that we can focus onto so seriously and commit ourselves so seriously that I desire to commit myself so seriously onto it on stewardship and so ever it's onto children's work. Because I really feel that the world, myself, the church has not committed itself so seriously onto children's focus. That if you compare with the youth and the women or elderly people, you see that the Christian values are not read, given properly to our children. So that's how I look onto it. That's uh, amazing to think about our stewardship of the next generation. I think about my own children 
and how we are trying to encourage and inspire and teach them about living for something other than themselves and how how critical that is. So, John, as we're getting towards the end of our time, I'd love to hear you just share how you're seeing God at work. Obviously, there's some some very tangible ways that you shared, but anything else you would add about how you're seeing God at work in the world around you? I'll start by saying that uh, God called me and commissioned me through STAM to change the world with his weight. And I am confident that children are the only hope that can bring change in the world, whether locally, whether worldwide. I believe, as somebody who has been to children's work, that children can bring change into the world. If we can invest, concentrate, put much effort onto children's work, the world will change, whether in a church setup, whether in a community setup. Somebody said, to raise up a child, it takes family, community, church. These are the main key parts that they really contribute to the growth of a child. If that child is behaving well, you check on these three angles, whether family or church or community where he has grown up. If we have people who are failing to handle themselves properly, whether in the offices or the issue of corruption, people have got war, fighting in different countries whatsoever, the, the background, the, the most things you look on the community, the church, or maybe the family where that person is coming from. That also matters most when we are looking on to how the world can change or how we can change our community. The really focus has to be on children. What a great observation and and hopeful perspective on the future. John, as we wrap up, any final thoughts you would leave us with today? First of all, I want to appreciate the heart and the trust that the GTP has trusted STAM and myself as I'm leading STAM that we can do together as STAM and Global Trust Partners in collaboration and implement this thing on the ground. Because the issues, according to the pamphlet of me, we are not looking only on Malawi. We are also looking to the neighboring countries. Our main target is that 80% of the maize has to stay in a particular district, help the needy. Also, at the same time, the same 80% has to help maybe in government development. Children should learn to contribute towards the development of the government. At the same time, learn to help others who are in need. But the 20%, our focus is into two, because that one is divided into two. The 10% is focused on two missions. We want to see other African countries doing what we are doing in Malawi. Because if it is possible in Malawi, it will be possible also in other countries. Because Africa countries, we are so, so similar in the way things they are, culture and other things, the way we do things. The 10% is totally kept for mission that we can go into other countries. The local money found from Malawi going to other countries like Zambia, Zimbabwe, to support them so that they should start this initiative, this vision in their country. The other 10% will go maybe in part of administration, 
because uh, we are also looking onto that that this vision being carried on to roll on a vision it can take maybe like a year to five years or seven years for it to be well established so you will see that uh, our focus is something that uh, we really want to see this thing impacting the whole world also impacting our local community within Malawi but for us to reach where we are for us to do what we are talking about that's where now appreciation comes in I see the commitment of GTP and General City Church with a stand together we are forging ahead we are doing something that later tomorrow we say that we have done something in the board of class I have also learned that with several projects and, and vision that we have been doing in our organization the challenge comes on when it comes to implementer and somebody who gives you a hand because an implementer is like stamp here uh, as we are talking on the pamphlet of maize gtp and general state church they are coming and giving a hand towards what stamp is implementing on the ground if these two key prayers they understand each other they do a lot in the kingdom of god and the, the fruits of what they are doing, they are still clear to the community and the world because of such kind of complementing each other. Usually, this the year that's where people fail to establish or implement things on the ground. So with GTP, Generosity Church, and STAM, the way things are going, we really see pamphlet of means really being accomplished properly in all parts of Malawi, even going to other countries where the path of maize has to go that's tremendous what a wonderful thing to be able to tap into that network which was another thing that you have that you're able to just hold with an open hand and steward for this vision so what a wonderful conversation john thank you again for your time and being with us today thanks Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Inspiring Stewards podcast, a production of Global Trust Partners. To learn more, visit gtp.org.